Tracy had to get so smart. Well, you can really learn a lot by asking questions that start where or when or who, how, why, or what. Hey, Tracy, now you ask some questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Harry, what's your favorite color? Welcome to Against All Oddities, the podcast about three brothers coming to terms with the oddly true and the truthfully odd. Well, that was obviously Tracy Chapman singing to Muppets about why asking questions is so important. Well, here at Against All Oddities, we always take Tracy's advice and are dedicating this entire episode to asking questions. Not the big ones, but the small ones. The questions you didn't even know you had about life's little nuances. This is Against All Oddities. I guess the uh, the theme or the topic today, or oddity, is uh, odd questions. And for anybody that knows us or has been to a party where the three of us are there, and or a bonfire at Nate's old house or whatever, what it usually boils down to is if you get cornered by the three of us, we're like, what if gummy bears tasted like meat? Uh, what, what if you didn't have any toes? Would you still be able to kick a soccer ball better? You know, whatever. That's just the gist of like how our conversations go. So we're like, why don't we, why don't we try to just see what we can come up with? So the way we did it is we have an Excel spreadsheet, and we each came up with questions that we're just going to randomly ask. We don't even need to credit which brother is doing it. So in my head, I thought we could title this, or we'd approach it as like a "What if." You know, so, let's get it. Let's get this started. Let's get some what if. What if? The big, the big universal questions that everyone uh, has been truly thinking to themselves, but never saying out loud. Can we start with what I think is the funniest question, and it's or the most ridiculous question? And, and Tim, you wrote this one. Could you read the clown question, please? <laughs> what, if what if clowns were called nuggets? <laughs> In a world where clowns were called nuggets. I'm just saying, in that world, we wouldn't know any different. But let's say it's this world. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but it's all... <laughs> I was trying to think about it. Like, Rusty the Nugget, or, like, uh, Stephen King's It. It's it like, just... here, come, stay out of that nugget. Did you have we're... another nugget nightmare? I'm scared of nuggets. For me, it just paints a picture of Tim sitting in his basement <laughs> trying to think of questions. <laughs> like, <laughs> staring at a clown doll and, like, his stomach hurt from eating too many spicy nuggets from Burger King. <laughs> uh, Chris is the closest to, like, what actually happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so follow-up question. What if you dusted enemy troops with millions of tons of Cheeto dust would it be an effective psychological weapon? Well, don't they make a spicy Cheeto dust now? I, th- I mean, they do. But I, I, 
anybody though. I just want to confuse and like placate them. So non-lethal. Is it kind of like a die pack from a bank too? It's like you kind of. Well, I think it's going to be that way no matter what. It's the actual Cheeto dust. Like it's time for war. The Cheeto factory doubles down. They start filling like the, and it could be in those like, you know, the planes, like the C-130s that put out fires and stuff and they dust it with all that chemical. Mm -hmm. But you're using people and instead of chemical, well, I guess it's a chemical, you dust them with Cheeto dust. And then they're just sitting there. I mean, they have guns and stuff, and they're about to, like, war on something. And now they're just caked in, like, Cheeto dust, which yeah, one it's is demoralizing. delicious. It's, well, it's also delicious. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe they drop their guns and start, like, licking their fingers. Or maybe they start crying, and then the tears get all caked in their eyes. I don't know. I thought but it was to keep them busy, because... They would be so busy spending an hour licking their fingers trying to get the Cheeto dust off because that's the only known way to humanity to remove Cheeto dust from your hands is to lick it off your fingers. Well, that's the whole thing about Cheeto dust. You can't actually clean it. You can only put it somewhere else. <laughs> so you can lick it. It works because you're just putting it inside of you where you can't see it. <laughs> where it stays yeah, that's for pretty... eternity. Or you <laughs> On the bottom of your pants or something. The problem with this this whole question and theory is that there's no such thing as a Cheetos factory working double time. I happen to know that <laughs> Cheetos works 110%. They can't go faster. <laughs> there is no wartime Cheetos. Cheetos. <laughs> it is wartime Cheetos. <laughs> it's always wartime of the Cheetos. the middle-aged American man. <laughs> I didn't go into egg get my roller dog and not if you did not have that bag of crunchy delicious cheetos next to it then it would be war well i want to talk about the question that i think started this whole thing which is one of tim's which is what if we start a new metal themed barbecue place and called it limp brisket that's so good. You know, it would totally work, but the idea is you got to sell it and get out quick because it will work for exactly two months. Uh, yeah, two months is being generous. Because <laughs> I think in the mid-90s... But it's going to work really well for two months. Yeah, when like Limp Biscuit was at its peak fame, most people still didn't like it. Follow-up question. What would be the first thing you ordered at Limp Brisket? The Fred Worst. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to, I don't know a lot of Limp Biscuit like lyrics, which is, I'm, I'm going to say, a positive thing, but I was trying to think of a, a fresh no. plate of chocolate chip nookie. <laughs> chocolate chip nookie. Would you like a chocolate chip nookie with that? Chocolate chip nookie. That's so gross. <laughs> this nookie is stale. What I thought it would be like the hair in my nookie. <laughs> or um <laughs> fortune nookie. <laughs> would you like your lip brisket fortune nookie? Oh. <laughs> but the fortunes were all just uh yeah uh, lip biscuit lyrics. The uh I think that plays into uh, we'll just combine that with uh, another question, and that is, does anyone have a toilet seat that plays Here Comes the Boom by P.O.D. <laughs> when sat on, and it would be at Limp Brisket. It would. Okay, uh, honestly, I don't know that song. You know that song. Here comes I don't the get that right. I know it. 
Oh my god, Tim. They made a movie out of it with like that tertiary character out of Iron Man. It's on the commercial for everything. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so my pretend, my pretend reaction is this is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay so no, all right so one of chris's questions is uh is adding doodle in a dog's breed merely for marketing these days can we take cat breeds and put the word doodle in it cali doodle main kuna doodle tabadoodle make a normal cat twice as valuable uh, so, i don't know if i like that one it needs curly hair so what you do when you try to sell them like at the food lion or whatever you have a box of kittens and you have a hair curler behind you and you curl <laughs> up all their fur and you'll be like, yeah, man, that's a doodle cat. They're like, Come what's on. that? It's like a cat mixed with a poodle. <laughs> it's a hundred bucks. That's it. A hundred bucks. That's a thousand dollar cat. I'm going to give it to you for a hundred bucks. Make your daughter happy. How hard it is to get the poodle to mate with the cat. It's <laughs> <laughs> not that hard. I uh, I think that's a good segue into another question, which I put down, and uh, it it relates to something like um, I would I would save I would sacrifice one of my brothers for eight of my cousins, right? Because the farther you're separated out, that's like a saying, maybe. But the farther out it goes from your direct relation, the less likely you're going to help somebody, right? So my question is, if there was a fire and you could save five cats or one dog, and the dog is a golden retriever, which one would you choose? Dog, immediately. The golden retriever. How old is the dog? He's five years old. That's, dog. Pretty, that's pretty old for a golden retriever. Uh, uh, Zeta left at 14. How yep. old are the cats? Six. Unknown. Yes, yeah, multiple. <laughs> <The cats are laughs> on. Multiple ages. One's three. One's six. One's eighteen. One's two. Then one is seven. I guess the okay. dog, because I don't want to be stuck with six cats. <laughs> like if I knew the, if there's like six children behind me and they all want one cat, then I'll save the six cats. But you know, it's just gonna be me walking home with whatever animal is oh, saved. The family all died. The family died twenty minutes ago. All that's left alive in that house. Are the animals? I would choose the dog, and here's why. In in you're inside of a burning house, and you look over and you see six cats, and they're not gonna want your help. You're gonna have to force your help onto them, but they're gonna be doing their own thing, trying to get out on their own. If you look at the dog, the dog will have a knowing look in its eyes, saying like, "Please help me. I'm expecting you to help me. Please don't betray me." And so you couldn't turn your back. On, on the guilty puppy dog eyes. Okay. Another multiple animal questions. And this is one of my favorite games ever to play. And we don't have to use this one. It could be like a good starting thing. Who would win in a fight? A giraffe or 500 bunny rabbits? Uh, the giraffe. I'd give it to the giraffe. But like the rabbits want to fight the giraffe. Oh, they're motivated in these scenarios for sure. They're, they're both they're, motivated. Yeah. They're the all motivated covered. giraffe. Yeah, there. It's been the whole arena. The Thunderdome has been coated in Cheeto dust and methamphetamine. Um, and 
the Thunderdome. Like, you have, the draft has some room and it's tall, but, it, you know, think Thunderdome. Because I don't think rabbits typically work together. Like, this isn't Night of the Lepus or, They you know, wouldn't like... work at all. There's no way. But there's a lot of them. The weight, and it's by weight, I, I guessed at 500. Like, how many rabbits equals the weight of a giraffe? What about, what if they're Australian giant 514 average-sized rabbits. Dude, nice. Pretty good. Yes. Well done. I, I still give it to the, the giraffe. Yeah, he's just going to stomp on them. Good at stomping. I'm thinking, and in my head, like, if it is Thunderdome, like, some of the rabbits are going to be crawling up on the fence and falling on them. But I think it, he would have to get tired from stomping on rabbits. But but you see, would. like, the, the giraffe, the, the rabbit teeth aren't big enough to penetrate enough giraffe skin to cause it, like, significant damage. Death by a thousand paper cuts. <clears throat> Same, since you were mentioning Thunderdome, what if... What if? If you take the Wizard of Oz with Dorothy, the same opening, the same first 20 minutes, but instead of landing in the Munchkin Land, she lands in the uh, Mad Max universe. Does she land on like Tina Turner, like the Wicked Witch of the East? She yeah, would sure. come Tina Turner. Exactly. But, you but know. she has to land on somebody. So she lands on the leader. And in this case, it's Tina Turner. Yeah, she lands on Tina Turner. Or the bad guy from the new. Or is Tina Turner Master like Blaster? Tina Turner is like the wizard, though. I agree. Right, then she lands on Master Blaster. Yeah, the what Master Blaster is kind of like the Tin Man. <laughs> I, I like think. Cowardly Lion or I both. Think, yeah, he's too much of a character. I think it's like the bad guy in the new Mad Max. Biker guy. Yeah, biker guy. Oh, uh, uh, isn't it? It sounds like a Guar name, like Maximus Grundus or something weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm naming my next dog Maximus Grundus. <laughs> Definitely. Mary gets no say in it. And Ozzy would be so much cooler if his name was Maximus Grundus. Plus, it already has a dog voice built into Maximus Grundus. <laughs> but you can't call him Max or Grundy for short. You have to think yeah. of something like No, you have Max to buy a full name. Full well, name only. We're planning on sleeping tonight. <laughs> yeah, Bane voice. First like the, the barking, <laughs> comes the pain, then comes the sleepy. The uh, I like that Sean Connery, Bane, and all of Nate's dogs <laughs> all have like the same voice. So with multiple creatures, I'm gonna hit another one of my questions. Just because I feel, and then we'll break off to other ones. Yeah, Nate, it can't wait like 15 seconds. I just need to go grab another silver bullet. Okay, we're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Calm down. Now is not the time for fear. You have paranormal insurance from Dorfu.com. The quest for the grail is not about archaeology. It is the race against evil. Another option, of course, is to forget about the quest and go buy paranormal insurance at DorfU.com. And we're back from commercial break. We're doing an episode on, I don't know, questions. 
Uh, oh, the multiple animals. I was gonna say because there's a, there's a, like a commonality here, and that would be: Would you rather sit in a pool full of ticks or a pool full of leeches? Uh, leeches. Mm-hmm. I'd say leeches too, and only because I don't want Lyme disease or that. Also, uh, they are easier to get off you than ticks. Uh, yeah, yeah, true. I've never had to get a leech off. I don't know what it feels like. It's not easy. What to jerk off a leech to get it off? <laughs> no, to, and you never want to jerk off a leech. Seriously, <laughs> kids, you really got to get a leech off. It's uh, right. they're they're very uh. It's not that hard, but a tick is a, it's a problem. Choice choice C would be spiders. What kind of spiders? No, spiders is a different ball game. Wolf spiders, the big ones. I, I'd get in the wolf spiders. All right. What about? Non-venomous snakes, but mean ones, like water snakes. You're... Like how protected is my face and crotch? You you are wearing a bathing suit with built-in underwear. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Not the snakes. <laughs> <laughs> I say no to snakes. My My instinct goes with ticks solely because... Leeches are slimy, and that disgusts me, right? Although, I'm sure the stop, drop, roll, like, well, no, they're foul, but they're dry, right? The slime adds something to the horror. And I feel like with, well, with leeches, stop, drop, and roll might work better because you're going to flail around. You're going to get out of the pool, flail around, and, like, That wouldn't get a leech out. out. Um, So let's move on to another, like, animal-type question. Um, That I was, I thought... I was going to ask first, but it didn't happen. But I, I'm legitimately curious to see what you guys have to say about it. What if, what if Godzilla had to poop? He pooped, and Godzilla could only poop on land. So fighting monsters or not, he comes onto land and just takes a somewhere. Okay, well, two things. One, I don't think Godzilla is an animal. And B, of course he poops on land. He doesn't poop in the water. That's not his style. And okay. yeah, and I'm not talking 1950s Godzilla. I'm talking like recent, oh, you know, same, same thing. 200 stories tall. Okay, you are wrong in one way. And that is, what do you imagine this poop to be like? Dog turd or bird turd? Uh, or fish, add fish. I'm like thinking like horse. Like it just kind of falls out from while he walks. <laughs> well, I guarantee it just falls out. But <laughs> if you've ever seen an iguana poop or whatever, or any other lizard or snake-like reptile thing, it's very liquid and yeah. gross. It's not I'm like... picturing like Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, like falling like on people yeah, like, like at that they... scale after they <laughs> blow them up. And the the answer wouldn't be just on land. It would be both in the water and on land. He is non-discriminate in his destruction or his pooping. Well, I think that's why it's kind of like a horse. Like, he doesn't really choose, or a mouse. He's not choosing to go to the bathroom. It just falls out. So then, in that case, I think he is single-handedly responsible for why we can't see through the ocean. (laughs) Like, it is not clear water. Because Godzilla is down there sleeping and just like, yeah, the randomly. ocean is nothing but a trillion poops and peas of all those animals, or one Godzilla poop. <laughs> yeah, it just washes. You know, you think the water gets warm? 
from anybody else. Imagine a Godzilla warrant that's like lobsters and crabs start boiling up. Chris, hit us with a question. I, I want to know a couple things that I was thinking about. Well, this isn't actually a, a legit question, and I think, Tim, as a doctor, you might know, but if, like, you're going to the bathroom or you're just by a toilet and you spit, like, a really, really long loogie, you know, and there's that moment where the, the, the loogie is about to touch the water, but it's still connected to your mouth, if it happens to touch the toilet water while still connected to your mouth, do you instantly get the germs? Like, like do the germs go up the spit like electricity, like instantaneously? No. Why not? I mean, it's a problem that there's open communication between your mouth and the toilet now that that loogie is there. But if you think about the bacteria and germs or whatever that's in the toilet, even if it's filled with, like, a nasty Godzilla dookie, it's it's not an instant instantaneous transfer yeah, well, like, how long is that transfer? That I have I have no idea. You have a couple of factors here. So you're assuming that you can hold a loogie where that there's no downward flow of There's spit. no assumption. I know. So if let's say it's stationary, the loogie is attached to your mouth and 30 seconds to 30. the toilet. Uh it, and it's not moving at all. You'd still have to like whatever distance that is like the bacteria has to like travel or grow its way up to you it's, it's 12 inches that's <laughs> really close to the toilet that is so close well like, how long are chris's loogies can you get a loogie like five the feet only down? scenario i can think of is chris <laughs> sick and throwing up in the toilet and his post vomiting loogie is like <laughs> touching the water in his mouth and he's just like falling asleep so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask one of my questions and I think follow it up with one of Chris's. What movies would be made way better if they had an R rating? And I'll give you my answer as an example. Star Wars. The originals, all three, rated R. <laughs> oh yeah. Because yeah. then you get language and you get violence. Quentin Tarantino or directs the first three Star Wars. <laughs> That's interesting. Oh, there you go. Or yeah, like uh, you know, he signed on for uh, one of the next two Star Trek movies. But like uh, Darth Vader's, like <laughs> you, <laughs> 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 or like Yoda would be like, "Son of a bitch, you are." <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Language would remake that movie so much better. The oh yeah, just just even graphic couple... Jar Jar Binks sex. Oh, uh, Chris is onto some fandom that I don't want to explore. <laughs> but that would be uh, CGI, so not horrible. Yeah, it would still be horrible. It would be horrible. They lay eggs in water, and then another one like fertilizes the eggs, so it's not that bad. That would only be not bad if it were a full twenty-minute scene with like it's <laughs> classical gross, music. Though. It's a 20 minute scene. But it has nothing to do with the plot. <laughs> it's just it cuts away to Jar Jar and the eggs. <laughs> no, that's the opening. I think there is a spinoff called Jar Jar and the Eggs. <laughs> What's it called? Jar Jar, Jar, Jar and the, the Eggs. eggs. Oh, that's sure. so good. Um, so what are your movies made better 
by being rated R? Mm, Iron Giant. Ooh, nice. Gratuitous violence. That it wouldn't. No, happen. that's why I was thinking at the very end when the robot forgets that he's like a friendly robot. And oh yeah, and he just bot, like he just and he just lays waste. Yeah, to that that whole town. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. it's the same movie. It's the exact same movie, except, except, except for death. that scene. Fern Gully, maybe. <laughs> Where'd you get Fern Gully? <laughs> no, just trying to think of cartoons because that's funnier. No, if it was a cartoon, it would be The Lion King. Two scenes I can think of, <laughs> and that's when Mufasa dies, which was horrifying as it was. <laughs> yeah, and then the yeah the Nala scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those are the two scenes. Uh, I'd say any Indiana Jones movie, I, I would be curious to see where they I went. I thought that too, but I don't think it would change it all that much because there is like a bunch of death and stuff, and they don't rely on the cuss words. Indiana Jones created the PG 13 rated before it used to be PG and R, and then yeah. Temple of Doom came out and they didn't know what to do with it, so they came up with PG 13. Hmm, interesting. Beethoven. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that just Cujo? It's like, yeah, it's like a cute mix between Cujo and, and Beethoven. That would actually be pretty good because Beethoven had some parts to it. Oh, yeah. There that were already parts. pretty violent. Like when the, the vet went in and started punching the dog and poured fake blood on his arm and stuff. That could have just been an actual like dog fight between the two of them. I was thinking David Duchovny gets decapitated when he goes for the lawn chair ride. Oh, yeah, both of them. It's David Duchovny and the wife from Everybody Loves Raymond. They could just do that little funny double backflip, but instead of landing on the ground, just both their heads get chopped off on that fence. And then Beethoven eats them. Yeah, yeah, he's Cujo in this one. Or like the little girl that falls in the pool, Beethoven saves her and then goes in and just eats that old lady that's playing the piano. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so taking taking a rated R movie, Chris had a question that's a breakdown of something so extraordinarily specific that he's either had this conversation. I've been thinking about it, or he's been thinking about it for for a long time. The question is, how long (laughs) how long did it take for the Terminator to put the biker's clothes on? (laughs) How long did it take for him to get dressed? While getting dressed, did anyone continue to drink while watching him, or is everyone just like watched him? Because like everyone was, everyone watched him, right? Like after seeing that scene in Terminator Two, it's like you just what happened? It just cuts and he walks out because you know what happened. You know what happened? What? And they 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 immediately all cowered. Half of them kept their beers, but cuddled close against the wall, and they're all cowering there. And you watch them like yank the clothes and the guy's like trying to get his clothes off while the terminator is going over there and then he puts on the clothes no he does not put underwear on tim or chris and then and then he just walks out but he's never in his entire robot life he has never worn clothes this is kind of a big moment for him he had to take off his robot clothes to go in the time machine he doesn't robot clothes and yeah no, because you see them come out of the machine in a later Terminator movie, and they just come out like 1970s, like Arnold, naked. But that Chris has a valid point, and that it, he matches it. He's been programmed. But just the the aesthetic, the atmosphere of the bar 
as soon as the guy like puts the cigar out on his face and he like just kicks ass to the point that they submit, there is a very long three minutes that is dead silent of the guy taking his clothes off and then Terminator Arnold just taking it and, and buttoning the, the clothes. Clothes on while the guy takes his clothes off, right? Yes, yes, he, he does. For, like the pile to his symbol. No, 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 no. no, he does because he's as he's walking over, the guy's trying to take his clothes off faster than Arnold could put them on. So he's taking his jacket and throwing it. He's throwing it at Arnold like, oh, I'll take it. And then the whole time, as Arnold's like stepping towards him, he's trying to get his clothes off. So he gets his oh, clothes geez, off. Fast. There's no way he puts that clothes on fast. The it guy might take him off fast. He's taking him off fast, so you can let him like mechanically put the clothes on. You should do like a side movie about that guy's life afterwards. No, th so the whole bar would be silent and standing up and pushed against the walls as the Terminator's putting the clothes on and the guy's taking it off. But you would see two very notice <laughs> noticeable camera flashes go off. An occasional. <laughs> I mean, because Yoakum's song was that Cowboys and Cadillacs was playing. That's a pretty long song, so you know he's he's getting dressed through the entirety of that song. It's a great question. Oh, that was a good question. It's an okay edit because I can see James Cameron filming that sequence spielberg did not do terminator 2 but i could see him doing that whole sequence right and then afterwards they're like in the editing room like i really think the five minutes of arnold putting on those pants really needs to be in this movie yes because he does make very long movies you know so it's disappointing that 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 did get filmed they made arnold do that i have a, a terminator. interesting fact about that scene that I've not told anybody, and I might be one of the very few people to know. Because, oh. you know how I, I do, like, I, I look up, like, auctions and stuff of, like, movie props. Not that I've ever really bought anything that's real, right? Like, yeah, not outside of $5. But I, I like to look at them. Those boots, Arnold, the boots that Arnold wears out of there, and it has the close-up on the boots, and it pans up. Oh, yeah, and lots of close-ups on the boots. Yeah, there's a lot of boots. One, those boots were at auction that went for a surprisingly low amount of money for Arnold's <laughs> boots. It was like 300 bucks or something. I was like, God damn it, on paid $300 for those boots. That would have that been good. Yeah, yeah I would have given you an extra... Framed on my wall right now. Like those are Arnold's boots from D2. Like I, I don't know. Maybe they didn't advertise it, but one is a size 11, and the other is a size 10 and a half. He's not gonna get Hammer Terminator to toe Terminator toe. He's gonna get Terminator Terminator. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Don't forget, we need to take a commercial break. Let's do that now. Hey, I was looking for a pair of normal insurance policies because my blood hurts. But I guess ghosts are cool too. Thanks for the paranormal insurance, Dwarf Trottle. It doesn't matter who we are. 
what matches is our plan? Find out at Dolphy.com. That was awesome. And we're back. All right. We're going to keep going, but I have to get this question out because it's another party question I always do. One is pitching things at like 600 bamboo, uh, ba- 600 baboons or one rhinoceros or something, right? The animal fighting. My question is, who would you ha- rather have baby bird you your breakfast? Sean Connery, Danny DeVito, or Gilbert Godfrey? Sean Connery. The breakfast is bacon and eggs. Sean Connery. Although Sean Danny Connery. DeVito would do it funny. Uh, actually, I take that back. Yeah, you're right. So Danny, of the three of those, Danny DeVito, I think, is currently the most relevant. Well, you know, my office is underneath Gilbert Godfrey's house, his apartment. Yeah, so yeah. I see Gilbert Godfrey regularly, and I can attest the man looks homeless. You don't like... <laughs> he would Sean gladly Connery burn your breakfast. Years old. Sean Connery is 90 years old. He, If he has one tooth left, he's lucky. It's a hard question. I don't know. I used to have like more normal ones, like Sean Connery, Oprah, or like Mike Tyson. Oprah. Oprah sure. Oprah's got the most expensive Damn. mouth. Damn, Oprah. Yeah, it probably it smells like lilacs. It would. So it, it would never, be delightful. Yeah, Oprah a hundred times win. All right, any other? Well, let's get a couple couple quick questions out before we uh, learn our lessons. Um, this is Tim's I liked. What if math is actually really easy and he's just dumb? <laughs> yeah, I have that question a lot, actually. Like, maybe this is really simple and a lot of people get it and it makes sense to them and I'm just dumb. Just <laughs> so well, it's really hard, or I get an answer. And I'm like, well, I think if you practice something like any exercise, you get better at it, like adding or whatever. My favorite thing that uh, Tim of your questions that I thought the most about. Maybe it wasn't my favorite question you had, but what if Stanley Kubrick directed "Dude, Where's My Car"? And before you answer that, my thought about that is. What you know how they have deep fakes on AI where they'll put like Tom Cruise and Indiana Jones or some yeah, shit yeah. like that. What if in ten years AI gets to the point where you can Cooper size any movie out there? Or even just directorify. I would watch Stanley Kubrick Star Wars. I would watch Tarantino Star Wars. It's hilarious Our no matter what director you was put called there. Space Odyssey. It just goes back to two thousand one, except it's the Millennium Falcon instead of Hell. Yeah, I'm, like, like C3PO instead of hell. I would ex- want ET ET under Quentin Tarantino. Ooh. I was thinking uh Kubrick and Lord of the Rings. Oh, that Ooh. Because that would be like 50 hours of film. Oh, but that's the jackpot. That would be the jackpot of everything. Ooh, what about Jurassic Park? By Kubrick? Yeah. I, what okay what about combining kind of artisanal directors i would like to see kubrick do polanski's the ninth gate oh yeah uh, that's interesting it's like an evil horrible person right like yeah 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 but some of his movies are really good i really love the ninth gate but is like, phenomenal and but so kubrick is would really make that something because he kind of did it with eyes wide shut but it was about tom cruise and that was less fun but if it was 
more about the occult adventure that is the ninth gate i feel like it's like what i want i wanted eyes wide shut to be is really the ninth gate but like slower i like the ninth gate just fine and i think it should lead that's a good lead into our um the devil episode uh yes i love the ninth gate yeah it's i feel like kubrick would do it better like he would do it'd be scary it would be more legit because yeah i mean he's 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 got his fingers and some stuff yeah, like it'd be a lot of buildup and would be legitimately frightening in more parts than it would be just sort of like. But with that being said, I don't want to suggest that I don't love the Ninth Gate. I love the Ninth Gate, just like I love the Star Wars movies. But I still want to see the Kubrick version of it. You know, I love The Shining, but it would be interesting to see it Tarantino fied. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it'd be much worse. That's like, well, all of his movies are perfect. Is the problem with Stanley yeah. Kubrick, right? Like, I'd like to see Kubrick do Bad Boys too. I'd Ooh. like to see Kubrick do Willow. Ooh. Oh, well, Willow's <laughs> kind of different. <laughs> I like Nate's noises on this. Like, could you Ron Howard Reservoir Dogs? No, <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> you can, but you shouldn't. <laughs> the world would collapse if you Ron Howard did that movie. So, what did you guys learn today from these questions? Um, it's okay if the answer is disappointing. So, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. I feel like I actually did learn stuff. I learned that this is actually, like, this is the first time that we've... Um, no, I take that back. I, I think when we talk about maybe snacks and we talk about um, inventions and we talk about... Uh, random questions is is probably the most like true to life conversation yeah. that if we were to three meet somebody in a social situation that's that's going to be the the most true to life version of the carol experience i learned that i i have not laughed as hard as i did at <laughs> fortune nookies <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate chip nookies was like the hardest I've laughed. Chocolate chip nookies. <laughs> well, that's what you did it for, Chris. I did it for the chocolate chip nookies. All right, Nate, what did you learn? I learned there's a bunch of movies I need to see. Yeah, I'll help you with that. And before we go, I'm just going to rocket through the questions that weren't asked so maybe people can ask this to themselves. There you go. There you go. Yeah, no answers. If you were abandoned in the woods as a child, which animals would raise you? How would you react if a UFO landed in your yard? I don't get that question. <laughs> when cell phones are av- <laughs> when cell phones are available as a brain implant, would you get one? Why do you love to cuddle and eat animals? Would you upload into a matrix like Afterlife? How many a lot French of these fries? Are rhetorical, Tim. <laughs> They're your questions, Nate. How, how do you ask a rhetorical question on a podcast? <laughs> how many French fries have you eaten in your lifetime? Is ignorance—that's about right. Is ignorance bliss? Would you live on Mars if you were trapped on an island and had an unlimited supply of food? What would it be? I like that Chris's questions. He asked that question. That he deleted a couple. I forgot what they were, but he asked that spit question. And then he had a follow-up, not one or two, but three questions later. Still thinking about the spit question, dot, dot, dot. Revisit that. 
What if vegetable and fruit juice was all blood colored? What if humans were the aliens that invaded Earth and we like forgot about it? Scientology. <laughs> what if we came up with some new country slang terms like that's about as dumb as overalls on a snake? Possessed or replaced by a doppelganger, which is worse? What if you had a mundane superpower? What would it be? By the way, my prepared answer for that was Cyclops, but ketchup. Your answer is so much funnier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then the last question, what if there... <laughs> you like, live at McDonald's. <laughs> like just... yeah, but the velocity stays the same as the laser. It's insane. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all we got for you today. <laughs>